Welcome to the OP Podcast for entrepreneurs who want to find more meaning in life and more profitability in business. Today, you'll hear from an entrepreneur just like you as they share a tip or two about optimizing life and business. Let's join the conversation. Hello, this is Lyle with Optimize Profitability Podcast. Today we're with Joseph Smith. He's a co-founder of Wise Guys and Ties. He's written two books. He has four children. That's three of them are boys and one of them's a girl. And he's specializing in helping people start, build, and grow their business and achieve their God-given purpose. So I asked Joseph to join us today because I really want to hear his story and how he became an entrepreneur. So Joseph, take it away. Hi, Lyle. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast sure. today. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. So you asked me to tell my story, and uh, my story starts about uh, seven years ago when uh, I had been through two foreclosures back during the 2007 uh, collapse of the financial market. Uh, I'd been through two foreclosures, and I've been trying to like just stay ahead as much as I can. But um, about uh, seven years ago, which would put us at you know 2013, 2014, right in there. Uh, I just couldn't keep uh, couldn't keep juggling all those bills, and so I was headed into bankruptcy because of those foreclosures. And uh, I'm the kind of person uh, where my wife and I we decided uh, early on that we wanted her to be a stay at home mom and really make our kids a num- the number one priority. So we're homeschoolers, and uh, that meant we had to live off of my income. And uh, I went to I went to college. I got good grades. I did what I was supposed to do, and uh, I got a job in um, social work, uh, which was my degree. And I was a CPS case manager. I'd actually worked all the way up to the top of the pay scale. Hmm. And I was uh, bringing home after taxes, $31,000 a year for a, fa- for a family of four. You know, another thing that people ask me about is, well, then how did you get two foreclosures if you can't even afford one? Well, w- one of those wonderful things where uh, I had my own house, and then I had a relative that uh, wanted to get into a house, and so uh, they didn't have good credit at the time, so I gave the personal guarantee, right? Then uh, 2007 led into 2008. We both go into foreclosure, and I get stuck with two foreclosures on my record. Ouch. Wow. Yeah, painful. so that, that was. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm a man of faith, and I'm, I'm somebody who's like, I really thought I did everything right. I mean, what, what did I do? I went to school. I got good grades. I, I I played college football. I mean, I, I practiced, studied hard. I got a scholarship uh, to Boise State University. And this was, uh, this was a big deal. This was, you know, these are things that I attributed to my hard work and success. And I, I eventually uh, got my degree and uh, I was, uh, and I'd worked all the way up to the top of the pay scale, right? They were saying they were paying me like $50,000 a year. But when you're a government employee and you've got to take out your, all these dues for, union and uh, whatever. I mean, it's like, where, where's all my money going? You know, uh, mandatory uh, uh, pension and, and uh, all the benefits, um, all these things. My, my annual take home was 31,000, which, you know, that was, uh, it was pretty crazy. So, but, uh, but, you know, it was nice to have the benefits, of course. But I mean, with, uh, with the two foreclosures and headed into bankruptcy in my profession as a social worker, um, Having a uh, having a bankruptcy was um, was going to lead to me losing my job because you can't be uh, in many government positions. See, I was uh, uh, if you're compromised by finances, then and and people are entrusting you in my in my profession with children. See, I was a child. I was a um, CPS case manager. There wasn't uh, 
they weren't going to be able to allow me to keep my position. So I was sitting here watching my finances uh, just build up, build up. And and because, uh, you know, you try to take one credit card to pay off another. You float one bill and hope that you can make it up the next time. But, I mean, my finances were a car accident in slow motion. You know, I just headed over the cliff. And um, so I reached this point where I was like, God, I, I, I don't know what to do. I feel like I've been doing everything right. Everything everybody told me to, my parents, I've been doing everything the bank told me to. And some reason, I, I am like, I'm going to go into bankruptcy. I'm going to lose my job. And I don't know where my wife and our kids, where we're going to live, what we're going to do. I mean, this was like, uh, you know, a serious tale of woe. I mean, it's like, a, a, you know, a really bad country music song, you know? Yeah. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting here and then um, I'm listening to the radio and, and I don't, you normally listen to the radio, but I uh, had a case that was taking me across the state to deliver a kid to a, a uh, to a, a, a home. And so I was listening, you know, to the radio on a long trip. I turned to the AM dial and, uh, and just was kind of spinning it around. Like one of those things, have you ever like opened up the Bible and you're like, God, just let me find the right scripture. And you point your finger in some random page and, and then you're, you're like, hopefully that's going to be something inspirational. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, uh, I just kind of spun the dial and I was like, Lord, help me find some financial program, some religious program, some, something that, to inspire me or tell me what to do next with my life. And uh, it landed on a Christian station and I was listening to a guy named Gary Lawrence and he was telling me about how he had lost everything in the financial crash, and uh, he was 64 years old at the time, and how he had learned how to become a real estate investor, and uh, and in like uh, three years was making $200,000 a year through his real estate investments, and uh, he attributed it to you know his faith in God and his you know willingness to you know not give up, and so he's speaking to people out over the radio saying. You know, if you're going through the same thing, you're full of the power of success. You can do the same thing. And I was like, wow, this is great. This would be good for Emily to try. My <laughs> wife. <laughs> I didn't even think of myself doing it. But it's like, yeah, because it was all this whole work from home thing. It's like, well, Emily could do that while I'm trying to go out and find the next job. And um, anyway, so they have different uh, local meetings, uh, networking events. I went out there. um, and I met uh, a man named Dan Gleason, who was a successful business owner, uh, not a business owner, sorry, he was a successful businessman. He was a, an auditor for one of the top credit card companies that are out there. But he had just started a business and was getting into um, real estate investing. He had, he had gotten educated through a, a program called Renatus. It was an excellent program. I ended up getting educated with that too. But I... Um, I, uh, I, you know, I didn't have any money to pay for an education. So that wasn't anything on my radar when I went down there. But uh, here's this guy and he's really, he was a Christian. Him and his wife uh, were instantly um, just took us under their wing. Emily and I took us both under their wing. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was difficult for us in that time. They, they actually chipped in and, and paid for our, our, our gas so that we could come down to their, uh, to their networking meeting. And, uh, you know, here's this guy who, you know, I met with him like uh, for over the course of like three or four weeks, we'd met maybe three or four times. We got some lunch together and, and we'd had stuff and they were showing me their program and how they got educated and then how they also got their money together and the deals that they were currently looking at working on. 
it was all really fascinating. But, you know, I was like, you know, that felt like way over levels way over my head. I mean, I, I, I couldn't imagine doing that. I've, I'm just a CPS case manager. And so after sharing all this, they started encouraging me, you know what, you should, you should get educated. You should become a entrepreneur. You should start a real estate investing business. And I was like, have you not been paying attention to my story? I have two foreclosures on my record, right? All I know how to do is fail so far, right? I mean, I don't know anything about investing in real estate. I don't know anything about owning a business. Are you kidding me? But uh, they just had, they just continued to believe in us. And, you know, that was so uh, inspiring. You know, when you have somebody that believes in you, you know, a coach, a mentor, a teacher, somebody who believes that you can be more than what you are and just continues to encourage and, and spur you on, pray for you, uh, uh, hold you accountable in a lot of ways. That's, uh, that's really what uh, Dan and Lori Gleason, that, that's what they were like for us. And so I just, you know, was, was just, you know, I, they kept coming back to my pain point, which was, well, what are you going to do? If you're going to lose your job at the end of the year, what are you going to do? And so, I mean, it's like I had no answer. It's like, um, what jobs can I apply for that I can get with the bankruptcy on my record that would still allow me to make enough money to pay all my bills? That way, and and when you're looking at the, we were in the middle of a recession at that time, so there wasn't like a whole lot of job availability out there. So, um, I I was convinced to, you know, I'll dip my toe into this education program. You know, let me buy the first ten classes, not. Not all 75, right? I'm not ready for the whole thing, but just show me the class on how I can get out of debt and how I can uh, get some money together and uh, start a business and all that. You know, just give me that, you know, let, let me see if I can do that. So um, I started taking the classes and uh, I was able to make a shift in uh, CPS uh, where I could move to a desk job where I wasn't working with kids. Uh, I was actually working on the hotline where we take the inbound phone numbers, uh, maybe from a police officer or a hospital, and then we, we dispatch out the, the, the case manager. So, you know, that bought me some time so that I, so I wasn't necessarily at risk of losing my job right away, but it was definitely still, you know, on, on the horizon. They, they weren't guaranteeing I could keep my job forever, but, you know, because of my financial situation, you know, if we put you here on this desk job, you know, they could keep me around a little longer. So I was working that, uh, and I ended up, uh, the only shift that was available was nights. So I had to work overnights and, um, but you know, you don't take very many calls and there, I had a lot of time. So I just took all my classes, right? I mean, it was, it was an online education. So I was able to just put it on my phone and listen to it in between phone calls. And, uh, man, I just was, I just, I just devoured it. Uh, took me about, well, I mean, some people do it faster, but I took, took about 18 months to really master each of these classes. I mean, I took some of them over a couple of times, but I mean, this is talking about how to, how to establish a business, how to set up your legal structure, how to take advantage of uh, tax write-offs, uh, how to raise capital, uh, all these things. These are, this was great stuff. I was learning how to invest in real estate. Uh, all of this was amazing kind of stuff, but you know, I was still like swimming in debt. And so they, they had this, um, at the time I started, they didn't have this class, but uh, 18 months into it, they added a class called, at the time, Sweep Strategies. And then they later changed it to uh, Velocity Banking. 
But uh, that's when I was like totally blown away because then I was like, oh my goodness, I could, I could actually use um, my, my, my situation. I could uh, use lines of credit to get rid of my debt. And so, I mean, that was, a, that was very powerful. So, but in that time, um, I didn't really go to any of those networking meetings. I'd kind of fallen off of the radar, but you know, Dan and Lori, they uh, never gave up on Emily and I. So they kept, uh, they kept coming around. They kept coming around, uh, giving us a call, checking in on us maybe once a month. And, um, and uh, there was this uh, guest speaker that was coming into town and he was a really big entrepreneur out in uh, Chicago, a big marketer, a big uh, real estate investor. Uh, his name was uh, Scott Rowe. And uh, they were like, oh, man, you have to come see this guy because he will help you figure out how to how to make some money. And I was like, well, yeah, I need to make some money. So I went out and I learned about I'd never once ever thought of myself as a businessman, a salesman, uh, a marketer. But I've learned that that's what every you know entrepreneur, you know, businessman is. You are you are a salesman. You've got to sell your idea, your your your, your whatever your concept is, your product. But this guy told me how, showed me, not just me, but this whole seminar, how to uh, take your, your marketing business and break it down into a machine, into several steps, and to create sales funnels. And, and, and he gave sample pitches and, and, how to, uh, and how to have phone conversations. I mean, it was a whole practical, hands-on uh, uh, seminar. I mean, and I just, I left that and I was like, I went to Dan and I was like, I can do this. And uh, I wanted to uh, I wanted to get the full Renatus education at that point. Uh, it's like twenty thousand, uh, twenty five thousand, something like that. And I knew that I could do it because I knew that I could uh, make money marketing uh, and, and and making sales and and getting into and building up capital for real estate investing. So all of these things were exciting to me. And and so this is where I was seven years ago. And uh, I, I didn't have a business yet. But I had, I had a little bit of education on how to start a business, and I had gone to a seminar with somebody who told me how I could make money in business, marketing, marketing for other businesses, marketing for my business, just all kinds of network marketing, um, all kinds of ways uh, to do referral-based marketing, and uh, it just totally intrigued me. And so all I had to do uh, in that in that specific situation was to uh, come up with like $25,000, you know, no big deal, right? 20, I mean, everybody's got an extra $25,000 laying around, right? Of course, under the mattress, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, but you know what? Um, this guy, his name's Scott Rowe, also taught me uh, how to go out and get the money. And what uh, opened my eyes that day was that a real entrepreneur, a real business owner doesn't beg for money, doesn't borrow money, you know, they give people investment opportunities to work with them and their business. So what I did was I put together my business model and uh, I showed people what I was going to do. And I just had conversations. I, he encouraged me to come up with a list of 200 people that I knew. And I thought I knew about like five people. So it's like 200 people. Are you kidding me? But, uh, but we worked through some memory joggers. We, we, uh, we, we, uh, Emily and I were able to put a list together of a, 173 people and uh, we just started calling them and showing people our business model and uh, asking them about uh, you know their opinion what do they think uh, we asked people 
the, for those that, uh, you know, most everybody just completely rejected it. Like, no, no, that's ridiculous. And, uh, but, you know, for those who are interested, we showed them a little more information, some, some videos, or we invited them to come to a, a local, if it was somebody local, because I was calling people that I knew uh, that were spread out over the country. But if it was somebody local to where I lived, I could take them down to meet Dan Gleason and the group of investors that they were working with there. And, um, and so what happened for me was I just, I just was like, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, you're going to help me find $25,000 on these phone calls. And so for, um, for four days straight, I just called people all day long, just, you know, saying, Hey, I'm super excited about Emily and I, we're going to start a business. This is what we're going to do. Here's our business plan and our model. And I was just, I'm just curious, you know, I, I mean, I really respect you. What's your opinion? What do you think? And, you know, a lot of, I mean, I heard a lot of no's. In fact, I heard 62 no's in a row. In fact, I heard a few hell no's. I, I heard a few, are you kidding me? You as a real estate investor and people would laugh like, oh, you know, thanks. That didn't hurt. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, a lot, you know, and you're calling a lot of family and friends. So it's really, you're starting to learn what they really think of you. But, you know, I, I didn't argue with any of them. That wasn't the goal. It was, I was just processing interest. And so when somebody said no, or somebody uh, was, was a little bit insulting, all I would do is just say, you know what, you're probably right. And uh, just change the subject and, and move on. But um, the 63rd person I called was my brother-in-law. And what was amazing was uh, I didn't know this about him, but he was already a real estate investor himself, had a couple of rental properties. And he thought the idea and the plan was great. And uh, he ended up uh, not lending me the full uh, money because I wasn't asking to borrow anything, but I gave him a chance to invest um, 20% of what I needed because I could get 80% of it financed. And, um, and then if, as long as I was making money marketing and stuff like that, I knew I could pay the, uh, the monthly financing fees. And so that's how I got started. So, um, he helped me uh, put the seed capital. I think it was about uh, $4,000 right around there, maybe a little bit more uh, down into uh, helping me get my business. You know, you have to get your business started up off the ground. It, you know, it takes money to make money. And, uh, but I immediately, I mean, I just started my marketing business. Uh, I started marketing for that Renatus college. I, I marketed for other people's real estate and I just, I just started to, you know, if anybody needs, you know, what do you need? Everybody needs people, property, and money, right? And so it's like, okay, I'm going to find you what you need, right? And that always would turn into some kind of payday for me. Well, in, um, in seven months uh, through, the, through doing referral-based business, I was able to generate $41,000 of total profit. And keep in mind, what do I make annually at that time? 31000 So, you know, bringing in 41000 was uh, pretty cool. And so this is, this is a little, you know, 20-hour-a-week side hustle that I'm working here, uh, just trying to connect buyers to sellers and, you know, find people that are interested in, um, in, in, in getting educated and learning about um, uh, doing real estate investing. Uh, so this was really amazing, and I was super excited. And I was like, not only, so, so with my brother-in-law, we, um, we went ahead and paid back his investment plus 25% interest. But let me tell you, that was, uh, it was, it was a blessing mm -hmm. to, uh, to get the seed money. 
and to be able to know that the system that I was using worked and that uh, I was able to uh, pay pay him back. And, and I had the confidence knowing moving forward. I mean, at that point, that was my first year. That was six years ago. Each year after that, I made about $60,000 alone in my marketing business. So that was that was great until I got a bill, a letter from the IRS. Did you know that when you make money as an entrepreneur, they don't, they're not pulling out FICA, anything like that. So I had this bill off of the 41,000 from that uh, first year, not a bill, a letter from the IRS came and said that you owe us $8,000. You know, it was more like, congratulations on your new business here. Here's an $8,000 bill. And, uh, but, I told you about how I really spent a lot of time on those overnights working, uh, taking those classes. So, man, I was prepared. I had, I had my, uh, all my ducks in a row. I had my itemized, um, uh, business expenses all out. I, I want you, I want to, Lyle, how much do you think I ended up owing of that 8,000 once I submitted all my write offs? No clue. Thousand? I, <laughs> I ended up, I ended up getting $2,000 back. Wow. <laughs> that, I was that's able, a good I segue had, into our next transition. So we're going to kind of pause your story for a minute. We're going to go into a whole nother segment. So if you guys are listening on the podcast, he's going to be talking about personal credit and how it impacts your business. You want to stay tuned to know how to do those kind of things in your own business, your own personal credit. So, so what we learned from him is you have to be dragged into business. You have to have somebody who believes in you. But then you got to believe in yourself. That's what I heard there. You believed in yourself and you started taking action on what you believe. And that that's what made the difference. You finally got that point. Somebody else pushed you until you were able to take on your own self. And I am honored to know you. I think you're a successful person. I see the, the things you've done with your life and the way you've impacted people. And to me, that's, that's more important than the money you've made. So I just want to tell you that before we end up here and go to our next session. Uh, so join us on OptimizeProfitability.com for our next section where he's going to talk more about personal credit, how it impacts your business, and how you can utilize that to help your life and your business. Thanks for being with us today, Joseph, and we'll jump on to the next section in a moment. Thank you, Lyle. Thanks for listening to the OP Podcast. Join the conversation on Facebook or look us up online at OptimizeProfitability.com. And always remember, you were born with a purpose. Now, go live like you believe it.